activate the view screen and turn on your universal translators because it is time for another Galactic Netcast. Brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at audibletrial.com slash galacticnetcasts. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. It's Thursday, August 29th, 2013, and welcome to yet another Galactic Netcast. This is the Time Traveling Robots in Space, number 62 from Waterloo, Iowa. I'm Dave Nelson. Joining me as always is Anessa Moyens in Denton, Texas, and joining us after having a week off, being on baby duty, it is Paul Swickard from Glendale, California. Welcome back, Paul. Howdy. Thank you. Thank you. It is good to be back. I'm, I'm pumped. I'm jazzed. I don't know why that is, but yes, I'm ready to rock out in like science fiction. You know, no, I think you're... I think sorry, the music busy sorry, busy like, helps with that. It's true. Pumped up. We listened to a new song before the show started. And what was it, Paul, that we listened to? Uh, the song is called Sleepwalking, and that is by a band called The Chain Gang of 1974. Okay, and um, when you listened to it, you had this to say. I'm sorry, I'm too busy rocking out. <laughs> and where is it so, from? So thankful that you got that on the soundboard, David. Yeah. Where, where is it from? Where is the song from? That is from a Grand Theft Auto Five trailer okay. that came out, I think it was today. Okay. But yeah, it's the launch. It's the last trailer before the game is released, and I would assume that song is supposed to be on the soundtrack. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it's very catchy. I can see that being a top forty hit. I can see it go into the top of the charts. Yes. And and see? The, and it, Dave knows his stuff. He's like radio. He's like the president of radio or something. The president of radio. Yeah. <laughs> I was elected last year. Exactly. <laughs> Serving his first term. Yes. All right. So this first is the, of many. This is the show where we uh, discuss all things associated with uh, time travel, robots in space. Thus, the name of the show: time traveling robots in space, and science fiction and science fact. Uh, we do it by running down uh, a story from each topic. Then we discuss our entertainment picks and ask and answer the question of the week. For the audio subscribers, if you want to see us do the show live, watch us do it live. Uh, just go to galacticnetcasts.com slash live Thursday nights. Or you can go to our YouTube channel, watch it later, youtube.com slash galacticnetcasts. And of course, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, or Google+. So if you guys are ready to rock, you're not too busy rocking out to do the show, are you, Paul? Not at all, sir. I'm, I'm ready to talk. Let's do it. All right, let's start with this. Sector 1, time travel. And Anessa, I gave you this first story because you were the person that uh, came up with this nonsense. (laughs) (laughs) I I blame you, Moeen. I don't know why. I don't know why I said nonsense. It just popped out. But it's not nonsense. It's, it's, It's it's, It's an interesting story. So what do you got? It actually is a really interesting story, and it's from a post on theguardian.com. Um, columnist Anna Smith points out that when it comes to time travel films, women seem to always get the short end of the stick. (gasps) And I never really thought about this, but it's kind of (laughs) true. Um, at least in the examples that they they (laughs) apparently I've been living in my own little bubble. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so, uh, going on, for example... Rachel McAdams has been in three time travel movies, and she's always been stuck on the sidelines. She hasn't done any time traveling. So there's the 2009's The Time Traveler's Wife, in which she played Eric Bana's wife. Uh, Two years later, in Midnight in Paris, where she played Owen Wilson's fiancé, who was stuck sightseeing as he partied in the Roaring Twenties. Uh-huh. And now the new film, About Time, sees McAdams stay home as her partner, uh, Domhnall Gleeson, goes time traveling in secret in a bid to change his past and have a better future. Can I interrupt for a second? Who's Dom? Sure. Dominal Gleason? Um, I assume he's the main character that's trying to win. Have you seen the previews for About Time? No, I haven't. No. 
Okay. So I just actually saw the preview for this movie this past weekend because I hadn't before then. Um, and as the trailer describes, um, there's this guy who um, meets this woman and he kind of regrets not kissing her on New Year's Eve at a party. Don't we all? Um, right? <laughs> <laughs> we have many regrets. And come to find out that apparently all the men in this family can time travel. All they have to do is go hang out in a closet and wish really hard or something. <laughs> and they go back in time. Like, they time travel. <laughs> okay, okay. Let's back... believe... I can fly. I that's possible. Doesn't this sound? Or maybe they fell asleep and they're dreaming. I don't know. Doesn't this sound a lot like that Christopher Reeve movie, where he kind of just wishes? Yes, it does. Oh yeah, that does um, sound. Oh my gosh. Where he? Good call. Yeah, was it somewhere in time? Somewhere in time. Yeah, and he was obsessed with a woman, right? That's the reason why he wanted to go back in time. Right. Well, like that's the reason why he wanted to go back in time. But he wasn't really trying to change anything. He just wanted to be with this woman. Okay. Um, and so everything was hunky-dory until he kind of saw something from the future that sent him back to the future. Um, and then he couldn't go back in time. Um, so, yeah, it's similar in that it's all about a woman. But Christopher Reeves the, didn't have the luxury of being able to willingly go back in time numerous times and to different points in time. So, basically, this guy goes back in time and tries to woo this woman, and then they end up being happy together, and then something happens, and he tries to go back to, like, fix it, so that way everything's, like, this perfect life, basically. Like, something bad happens, like, major, and he goes back to try to prevent it from happening. But, of course, when you try to change the timeline, something happens, and then... Like, he's got to try to fix it again, so he has a woman, and then he doesn't have the woman because she doesn't know who the hell he is anymore. So, yeah, it's weird. <laughs> but, yeah, that's that time travel movie. He goes in a closet and wishes really hard or something and goes back in time and messes things up. <laughs> that's what I got from the trailer All anyway. Right. Good to know. So yeah. <laughs> so this is not and then, yeah, and this is uh and, and that that whole and I I was I read the story I prepped I prepped the show, um the whole men using time travel to get women is kind of a common theme, right? Um, yeah, it's That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess in a way it is. Um, which. Back to the Future. I guess Marty wasn't really trying to get the girl. No, really. he was trying to. He was trying to fix the future. Yeah, he was trying to fix the future. Um, but yeah, like, although Marty's girlfriend did get to fly or time travel, they knocked her out ahead of time, so yeah, she didn't actually did. get to enjoy the experience of time traveling. <laughs> oh man, I didn't even think about that. That's almost worse. <laughs> it's like okay, we're gonna time travel, but you're not even gonna be cognizant of the fact. So what was it? What was the what was the phrase? What was the what did Doc say? Doc said something. Um, she'll Good. ask too many questions. She was sedated for asking too many questions. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was. So, ladies, if ever you're presented the opportunity to time travel. Don't ask questions, <laughs> or at least wait until you get there. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Hold up. I would ask a few questions. I would More ask questions. <laughs> but but Anessa has a good point. Wait until you get there. It, that way you saw that you or were actually. Wait until you get back, because <laughs> they could get pissed off and leave you there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good point. Uh. So there's there's that. Um, but no, I'm, I mean, really, like, for asking too many questions, you knock her out and then time travel. They look um, Groundhog Day into this. Yeah. I, that's a, uh, that's a It is kind of time travel, I guess. It, it is kind of time travel-y, but I don't know that that really qualifies, I don't know that you're right. I, guess. I don't know that counts. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I definitely use it as one of our picks, but hey. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Ah. That's, that's right. You did use that for a pick, didn't you? I probably I did. So. Yeah, I think you did. 
Maybe, possibly. That does sound like something I'd pick. <laughs> so, Anessa, and, um, what are some other examples of, of women getting screwed as far as going time? All right, well, there's um, Sarah Connor, I guess Linda Hamilton's character from Terminator. She never got to time travel, but a time traveler no. knocked her up. <laughs> okay. Uh, let me just point something out here. But that wasn't James really the Cameron of the movie. loves him some strong women. Loves it. Yeah. And part of Sarah's deal, at least across the two movies, is her kind of growing into this machine of a woman. Yeah. I don't know if that's good or bad for, like, you know, femdom or whatever, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, she was a strong character, though, and she wasn't going to take any crap, and she was going to do what she could to protect herself and her child. And another thing so, about, that, about those movies is would you want to travel to that time? I wouldn't uh, want to travel no. to that time. Uh-uh. <laughs> the murder dome? So for that particular movie, I'd, if they were like, hey, would you like to time travel with, you know, into the future when Skynet's taken over and humans are fighting robots? I'd be like, nah, that's cool. I'm hanging out here. <laughs> Is anyone else disgruntled by the fact that, like, we're kind of playing it fast and loose with all of these companies that will eventually destroy humanity, at least in popular culture, and we actually name companies this? I, I, yeah. <laughs> I don't approve. Sorry. Like someday they, they will take over. And we probably should have thought of better names. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Google... Can you imagine in 20 years, Google, how they're going to rule the world, of course, uh, eventually, right? That would be funny. Yeah. Oh, no one speaks of the Google. <laughs> don't say its name. <laughs> the Google police. What would the Google police look like? So. They wouldn't have <laughs> the cops wouldn't be driving their cars. Of course, they'd be self-driving, right? That's true. <laughs> cops would just and be sitting there on their laptops. Like, hey, no, you don't want to overthrow the government. Maybe you should. Maybe you should try home cooking. <laughs> maybe you should try home cooking. It's suggested. It's suggested words. Yeah, what you were searching for. Yeah. Uh, damn autocomplete. <laughs> yep. All right, so, so recently... In two recent movies... Yeah, yeah I was going to say... I was gonna, have Safety Not Guaranteed, um, where a female newspaper know. intern responding to a mysterious man's ad for a time travel buddy, um, she kind of gets to time travel, or at least we're in the, under the impression, I guess that's kind of a spoiler if you haven't seen the movie, but we're under the impression that they actually got to time travel. So, there is that. <laughs> and then the sound of my voice, which I've not really heard of. It's uh, featured two documentary makers investigating a cult leader called Maggie, who claims to have come from the future to warn us about environmental issues. So this is someone claiming that they've traveled in time. Okay. Okay. So why the lack of women in time traveling media? It could be due to a historic dominance of male heroes in cinema, but other sci-fi genres are making progress or it might be for the fact that it's hard to get funding for a mainstream film with a female lead not only do women never get to time travel but often the men get to um, often the men use it to get the girl as we mentioned earlier Groundhog Day saw Bill Murray win Andy McDowell's hand after studying her day after repeated day in about time, Damal Gleason uses his time traveling ability to woo McAdams, but also to perfect his sexual technique. I forgot okay. about that part oh, of the trailer. Oh, no, hold on. <laughs> I, I can't help but think that I don't know that a, I don't know. All right, well, all right, I'll speak in broad strokes here. I don't know of a person that if you were in that situation, much like Bill Murray, you would want to improve your technique in any asset of life. He learned like <laughs> musical instruments. He learned lots of stuff. So, with the sexual technique encompassing this part of it, then, then I am completely okay with that, and I don't see a re- reason why that's specific to men. As long as he's not focusing <laughs> just on the sexual technique, then I think he's good. No, and, and know, right? but it was part of his thing to woo McAdams, and the first time they have sex in the preview Actually, okay. in the trailer, they're kind of like, eh. And so he's like, oh, man, I got to work on this. And so he went back in time to try it again. And she's like, oh, my God, that was amazing. Okay. <laughs> Thought, Anessa, you are speaking yes. for all of women here. 
I'm a bad example. I, I, here's my thought. This is actually pro-feminist discussion because what we're talking about is the men forcing themselves to improve in order to get the women of their dreams. So this is really a problem with the guys. This is their <laughs> issue. They are the ones that have to improve in order to impress the ladies. Yes. That's the way it's always been. It's always been that way. So, just saying. Well, it if hasn't always been that way. Here. I mean, women try to impress men as well. Yeah, that's true. No, we Except could... maybe not so much in movies, was the I last guess? time? You... Wait a second. I guess <laughs> I'm trying to think of a movie where the woman is like constantly trying to improve herself to impress a dude. There's been a few. Isn't it that the way... And isn't that the way it goes? And then, and then she'll realize that she never really wanted him in the first place, and finds out like the guy was her best friend or something. Yeah, yeah, that's I've seen. That's been a plot yeah. device, of course. It's like he gets dumped in the friend zone, and yep. <laughs> so oh, I want to go back. I want to go back to the time travel uh, uh, subject for a second. Um, I think, okay. uh, and Paul's going to hate me for bringing this up, but I think. Oh man! I think. Uh, in the TV genre, Doctor Who has done a really good job with letting women time travel. There's been plenty of female companions of the Doctor. Uh, yeah, but they've been companions, companions, I guess, if you knock it down a notch. But yeah, they have been able to time travel through, and they've been able to travel through space, and they've been able to do all of these experiences. And I mean, River Song got to time travel with the whatever vortex manipulator yeah. thing that she got yep. from whoever. Yeah. And she's, she's, Man, an, so. indi- she's an independent <laughs> and she's very independent. So a, they, there are some male. like, no, go ahead. I'm tired of being a white male. We're so oppressed. <laughs> so oppressed, <laughs> but, um, apparently there are a few mainstream exceptions. Um, there's Peggy Sue got married, which I've never seen. Back to the Future Three. <laughs> Doc's Doc's wife travels with him. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yep. Uh, Time Cop. Which I don't think. Time Cop. I've seen that. Time Cop. Uh, Jean Claude Van Damme's partner. Yeah, I was gonna say is that with Jean Claude Van Damme. Yeah. I don't think I've seen that all the way yeah, through. His partner. And then thirteen. Yeah, and then thirteen going on thirty, but yeah. she doesn't like. Well, I guess she makes a wish, doesn't she, and goes back in time that way. I've never I seen think, that. Or goes to I the think, future, I should I say. I think she goes to the future, her future yeah, self. Yeah, she goes into the future because she makes a wish because she wishes she was more yeah. mature or something. I don't I don't remember. I finally <laughs> got around to watching that movie. <laughs> That's kind of like the girl version of uh, Big, right? It's kind of the female version of Big, sort uh, of. There you go. Yeah, kind of, yeah. I can see that because <clears throat> Tom Hanks wanted to be older. Yeah, so. yeah. And then he was still like a child inside. <laughs> all right. So my uh, uh, my message to all the uh, movie studios and production houses out there: uh, give us a strong female lead in a major motion picture time traveling movie. And she has to be conscious when she's time traveling. Yes. Unless that's the shtick of time traveling. <laughs> yeah. If that's the result, you get knocked out when you time travel. <laughs> But tell me, like, she's asking too many questions. Oh, a baby's on the camera. Sorry. I had to. (laughs) I want want to say goodbye. (gasps) Can I say goodbye? This is a first. (gasps) This is Ethan. Hello. Hello, world. Hi, Ethan. Ethan looks so big. I know, right? He's five months old. It's like these strange people on the screen looking at me. (laughs) What do I do? I know. Okay. Good night. Wow, what a cutie. Aww, he's adorable. Yeah. I think that's a, that's a first in... I didn't in, mean to steal anybody's thunder. No, no, that's cool. Completely cool. That's the first in Galactic Netcast history. You made history, Paul. Right. Woohoo. It's our first baby. We've had kids on... We've had people's kids like uh, uh, Brad had... I've had Alex. Alex was on the camera tonight. Actually, it was yeah. after the show, but anyway. It was after the show, yeah. but yeah. I mean, Alex has made, I think, one or two appearances yeah. during the show yeah. before, so. There you go. But never a baby. Yeah. I had my, when I had, still had my cat, my cat made an appearance a time and a I remember. time or two, so. <laughs> I don't have any pets no. to 
But you got on camera. got toys and things. I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have my alarm clock that needs batteries, but it's got wheels. Oh, cool. And so when the alarm goes off, it takes off rolling and you have to go after it. <laughs> That's perfect. I love that. I need that. So, yeah, but my battery's low, so it's flashing right now. Oh. But it's awesome. I like it. <laughs> you know, they have a number of those. They have one that flies. That's like Seen a, the one that flies. And then they have one like an app that you have to do math for it to stop. Oh, gosh. I... <laughs> Why won't you stop? <laughs> I can't add. That would be rough. <laughs> All right, let's move on with the podcast. Uh, I think we covered that pretty well. Um, <laughs> more women in time-traveling movies as the time travelers. All right, uh, we would love to know your thoughts on that story and others uh, on this show tonight or on any of our podcasts in the past. Leave us feedback by going to... You can email. That's one choice. Uh, galacticnetcasts at gmail.com or you can call our voicemail number and that is area code 805-328-3966 805-328-3966 or leave a comment on um, our forums and I forget what, what the URL for that is uh, just go to galacticnetcast.com and I think it's help me out Anessa what is it? it's not community is it? Yeah, it's community. Um, community.galacticnetcast.com? Yeah. Yep. Or did it change? Or just go to Galactic Netcast and just click yeah, on Yeah, it's the easiest way to yeah. go. Yep. All right, so let's move on. Our next topic in this show would be... Sector 2. Robots. Paul, this is yours. <gasps> Yay, I have robots in a story, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, I promise everybody this... Story will not include Shia LaBeouf. Uh, Dinobots, for all of those grow growing up in the 80s, I'm looking at you, not Dave. <laughs> no, you know what? Um, Transformers was kind of after me. I was more of a Voltron... Uh, what was that other show? Um, it was about a spaceship that aliens had, but the humans took, and they went out into the galaxy. I forget the name. Robotech. Robotech. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. wow. All yeah. right, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, no, Dinobots are actually expected to be in Transformers 4. And awesome. I don't know if you'll remember the Dinobots. They are essentially robot dinosaurs. So <laughs> what's really not to love about the Dinobots? <laughs> uh, after a myriad of rumors that the Dinobots might be making their live-action appearance movie debut, two documents have seemingly confirmed their appearance. First is a call sheet for the movie, which clearly mentions... A great many people needed to perform Dinobot stunts. <laughs> That's subtle, guys, if you're trying to hide this. My God, that's so obvious. I know, right? <laughs> totally not going to be Dinobots. <laughs> uh, and this one I actually think is even more reliable. The second document is an internal Toys R Us sales sheet detailing Hasbro's 2014 lines, which calls... Uh, which calls the movie toy line Dinobot themed. They're not really so, trying too hard to hide no, the fact. They're not. And I think the reason for that is Dinobots, dinosaur robots. Well, People as we all know, as we all know, you know, Transformers are known for their intricate story and, you know, spoilers. So, uh, you know, <laughs> the fact that they let this go is just a travesty. <laughs> No, but yeah. I, I, honestly, the fact that a toy line is on their on the on the docket, I mean, that's that, there's no mistaking that at all for no. anything. Yeah. Like the toys are, are way too, toys like that are way too popular among the youngins. They make so much money on merchandise; it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's how Lucas made his first billion. Yeah, <laughs> through toys, and that's yep. that's that's the how it works now. It's it's. You start yeah. with the movie idea, but then the next thing you think about is how are you going to merchandise it? How are you going to market it? Yeah, with? product yep. marketing. Yep. Um, but, you know, the question is, would Hasbro Dinobot toys release for a non-Dinobot starring movie? Uh, no. No. <laughs> it says possibly, but no, they no. wouldn't do that. <laughs> so uh, do, you, do you know much of the history of the Dinobots, Paul? 
can you tell us a little backstory <laughs> of how they developed and how they sure um one it was all started a long time ago in a, a in an executive room that says, hey, you know what we need? We need robot <laughs> dinosaurs. We should have those. Okay, they're just on Cybertron, and you know what? Hey, they finally made it to Earth. That is awesome. We should make lots of dinosaurs. Robots, dinosaurs. <laughs> See? Robots win. Dinosaurs win. Win, win. Kids love <laughs> robots. Kids love dinosaurs. Yes. <gasps> Guys. Dinosaur robots. Oh my god, Steve, you are the best. This is why you get paid. <laughs> uh, poor Mark Wahlberg is all I have to say about that. He's the he's he's taking over Shia LaBeouf's uh, role, right? He is he's the protagonist. He is not in fact playing Shia LaBeouf's character. Yeah, he is just. I think he's an army dude. Okay. I haven't been keeping up with it much. But I think he's like in the army somehow, and he has to help Optimus and crew with you know the next big threat to the world. I heard somebody say once that uh, the Transformers movie series would be better off if they actually focused on the Transformers more than the human story. Do you agree? You know, one thing, and I'm being serious here. I, people laugh at me when I say this, but I was struck from the first movie how kind of and I don't know of another word for it other than kind of like angelic it is because without the transformers, we humans would be absolutely hosed. Like we would just be like, we're, we don't pose a real threat to the Decepticons at all. Mm-hmm. So they, they're kind of our protectors. They have to come down from space and protect us. And so I think, I mean, it's why you see a transformers movie is to watch big robots, kick the crap out of each other so i mean yeah and i mean shia LaBeouf is not an especially gifted and i feel bad saying this even but he's just in too many stuff he's in too many things he he isn't that compelling of a character and he's not that compelling of an actor to me yeah no he's um, not but yeah and i mean the uh, the i can't get i honestly can't get over the the Michael Baying of like the women, like especially and that third one man, like the 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 girls in that movie are just I just laugh. I'm like really dude, really like the gratuitous butt shots and just all those random like little things and plus the the lady sex robot thing. You remember that? I have not seen the third movie yet. Oh my god, <laughs> you spoiled it for me, Paul. Thanks oh, a yeah. lot. <laughs> Big spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> I apologize, Dave. All those twists and turns in the plot. I think it's streaming, you know, if you yeah, want to waste yeah. a couple hours. I've been like, you know, I've been on the fence a couple of times. Like, ah, do I really want to watch it? Maybe I will. Maybe I, I mean, will. you know what? All that being said, the choreography and the action sequences among the robots themselves are pretty badass. Yeah. Uh, but that's about its only redeeming quality is just the visuals. Okay. Which is kind of like you know the summer movie thing, like that's usually how it rolls, right? Yeah, look at Pacific Rim. It was all about. Uh, I, I haven't mean, seen it. I wanted that's on my list. I think you'll like it, but don't don't get yourself too psyched up. Like it's it, right. it's a good movie, but it's not the best movie. <laughs> okay, I don't want to do love me some uh, you know Guillermo. Yeah, and robots fighting big monsters. It's a very beautiful movie. It is very beautiful. You're right. Vanessa's right. Good point. Okay. All right. But so yeah, d- Dinobots. Look forward to that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> when do we have a release date yet? For um, is it next year? It should be. I don't think. I'm trying to think if it was on the 2015 docket. I don't think so. I think 2014 is when it, this is supposed to come out. Well, let's go to IMDb real to quick. To the internet. Yeah. Uh, so Transformers. More um, than meets the eye. If I had to bet, I'd say 2014. Because it seems like it's been, <laughs> you know, too long since the last Transformers movie. Um, I It popped up on the little drop down for a second. I saw it. And then it was uh-huh. gone. All right, I'll check. <laughs> but it said 2014. Yeah. Oh, here it is. Untitled Transformers sequel 2014. 
All right. All right. Hmm. Cool. There you go. Cool. All right. Let's move on to, before we do, though, we've got uh, space yet to do. Before we do, we want to thank Audible.com for their support of the Galactic Netcasts and the Time Traveling Robots in Space. And as a treat for you, our listeners, they are offering you a 30-day free trial to give you the chance to check out their awesome service. Whoa, sorry. I thought I turned down my notification sounds. I guess I was wrong. I have been adequately notified. Okay. You know what? It might be my tablet because I just rooted this thing last weekend, and it might be the custom ROM that's doing that. They're not perfect. All right. <laughs> Damn it. All right. It's not going down. Okay. So uh, what was I saying? Oh, audible.com. Uh, free 30-day trial. And uh, may we suggest as your first book, your free book, Across the Universe. All right. And here's a quick, brief synopsis of the storyline. 17-year-old Amy joins her parents as frozen cargo aboard the vast spaceship Godspeed and expects to be awoken on a new planet 300 years in the future. Never could she have known that her frozen slumber would come to an end 50 years too soon and that she would be thrust into the brave new world of a spaceship that lives by its own rules. So check it out. It's called Across the Universe. This is a young adult novel, but a lot of times young adult novels are very, very good. I'm reading one right now called The Fifth Wave. It's uh, there you go. good so far, the two chapters I've read. <laughs> um, but you can check this out on Audible. Get it free with your 30-day free trial. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash galacticnetcasts, Audibletrial dot com slash galactic netcast and we thank audible for their support of the time traveling robots in space hang on god having some major uh technical glitches here edit point right there edit. do it edit okay here it goes space all right so uh as anessa knows i'm in love with canada Yes, Dave's got a little bit of a heart on for Canada. But there's a reason why. There's there's somebody in Canada that I love, so I, I love the country. Um, so this is from an editorial in the Toronto Star newspaper, and it's titled, Canada should be inspired by a new plan to explore space, including the moon. Um, turns out that... Uh, the Great White North is backing an international roadmap for interplanetary exploration developed by 14 space agencies. 14. Didn't realize there was 14 space agencies in the world. Yep. Who'd have thunk? Uh, the multi-stage plan envisions construction of a space station orbiting the moon, which would serve as a base for a series of missions to the lunar surface, culminating in creation of a human settlement dedicated to scientific experimentation and resource exploration. Knowledge gained from this decades-long endeavor would eventually be put to use for a mission to Mars. So it's going to be a gradual jumping point. They're going to, they're going to build the space station, and then they're going to go down to the surface of the moon and build a base there. I say call it Lunar 1. I'm just saying. That's one idea. Um... And then they'll use all the experience they gain from this, this endeavor in, the, in circling the moon and going down the moon to actually eventually go to Mars. Uh, but that's not the only reason why this is a good thing. Um, because they're also going to be looking out for asteroids as well. Um, Canada has a substantial contribution to offer, especially given the country's proven expertise in robotics because remember those arms on the uh, space shuttles the the robotic sure. arms yes built by canada i was within this this close to one of those arms when i was up in ottawa <laughs> i'm not sure i believe you <laughs> I have a beef with canada <laughs> <laughs> all right all right when I was having my leaky car and I had to take my car seat out of the back, it was like, made in Canada. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> when I had, like, Impala in the back seat of the floor. Yeah. 
Yeah. I guess Maybe that'll. Canada. I guess that'll do it. <laughs> you know, wrong place, wrong time. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if they manufactured the whole car, but yeah. they at least did the back seat. The back of the seat. Yeah. <laughs> it was the first name I saw, and I was like, "Blame Canada." <laughs> I love that song. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so uh, one more thing I wanted to throw in here, or they wanted to throw in on this uh, on this editorial, is um, the big role of Canadian astronaut Chris Hadfield uh, capturing the. Uh, the world's and the country's attention with his uh, tweets and videos and photos and music. And it's a cool guy, and he's a good representation of um, space exploration. And he has uh, expressed interest in going to Mars, so maybe he's up for uh, more time in space. Maybe. But the thing is with that is I don't remember exactly how far out like the Earth's magnetic shield thing goes. That actually helps protect astronauts in the International Space Station from radiation out in space. And I don't know how much protection they would have orbiting the moon hey, we've, and how that would actually affect them. We've said it before, and we'll say it again. Uh, human feces is a good, uh, good insulator. That's very true. I know that um, NASA had a moon probe equipped with the plastic that mimics living tissue. Uh, to help researchers figure out how deep space radiation may affect astronauts and electronics on future missions. Interesting. But, yeah, I don't remember how far you have to travel from the Earth before you kind of lose the benefit of being protected from the deep space radiation. I'm pretty sure that the moon is outside of that. Because it's pretty far. How far is the moon? I forget. <laughs> it's been a while since I've had to regurgitate know. that fact to people. It's quite a ways. As I yeah. recall. 238,900 miles. Okay. How is it that you don't have that knowledge like right in front of you? Yeah, come on, Anessa. Step it up. <laughs> well, like I said, it's been a long time since I've had to regurgitate that information. Like, it's at been least a long time four years. since I had to regurgitate. regurgitate that information. <laughs> Turn it into a song. <laughs> All right, so I I am excited about this just because it seems like they have a really good roadmap. Like they they're gonna go step by step by step by step. You know, first the space station, and then the base on the moon, and then on to Mars. It's not like screw this, let's just go to Mars. You know? Yeah, I really think that the moon should be a stepping stone because um, one, it'll help them work out any issues that they might experience on Mars. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm, I know like the atmosphere is different and whatnot, but it'd still be a similar situation. Um, they might be able to use maybe some of the tunnels below the surface of the moon to build the station to help protect themselves from the radiation, like a subsurface moon base as opposed to on the surface. And now did you hear, <clears throat> did you hear the story that came out today that, uh, what country was that? India? India has a orbiting spacecraft going around the moon taking readings, and they discovered that uh, there's water deep within the surface of the moon. So, I haven't, um, but that's mostly because I've either been talking to students or staring at the same page for hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had one of those days, too, where I didn't really get much chance to go online but i i caught that when i got home tonight it's i thought it was cool. a very interesting story but yeah they could also use the lessons they learn you know lessons learning it's a learning you know use that time to learn you know how to go do longer duration space flights or you know space missions space 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 and you could easily get back to earth fairly easily you know if you if you made it a regular thing, you could get back to Earth in a couple of days, right? Yeah, like three days or something. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, much quicker than ours. All right. So there you go. Uh, those are our three topics. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your attention. Uh, before we move on to our picks for the week, I uh, want to let you know that you can listen to this show and the Alien Invasion podcast, all the Galactic Netcast shows, on Stitcher Smart Radio. So you have a, um, 
a smart device like a tablet or a smartphone or something else that can put apps on. You can get Stitcher and just uh, stream it. You don't have to download. You don't have to hook your iPhone up to iTunes. Just uh, get the app on your phone. You stream the audio. You can download it if you want. That's, that's an option as well. Um, say you're going someplace that you won't have an internet connection, you can go ahead and download the audio. But normally, if you have a regular, you know, stable connection, you can stream the shows through Stitcher Smart Radio. It's just an app, and it's free. And we encourage you to go to stitcher.com slash galactic netcasts and then enter the code galactic netcasts. Not really a code. It's just a word, but... It's fancy. It could be a code. Yeah, it could be a code. Yeah, it's a code word. Yeah, it's a code. Oh, oh. Yeah. What does it really mean? I don't know. Uh, it means, you know. It means cheesecake. Sure, that's, cheesecake. That's what it's code for. Cheesecake. <laughs> <laughs> so again, stitcher.com slash galactic netcasts and the promo code galactic netcasts cheesecake. And uh, we think... Galactic uh, Netcast Cheesecake. That sounds amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it, I'm hungry. Hungry now. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) We're a bit on this cheesecake thing up, folks. I apologize. (laughs) I think we've got a name for the show. I think think, uh, our title should be Cheesecake. All right. Just an idea. That works. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Now we can continue. I, I don't know where we're going with this. I don't know, but I'm thinking this weekend I'm getting a slice of cheesecake. Mmm, cheesecake. So uh, we thank um, Stitcher for their support of the time-traveling robots in space and galactic netcasts. All right, moving on to our picks. And Paul, <laughs> hmm, you got something that you never talk about on this show as your pick. You know what? You can bite me, David, (laughs) because I will stop talking about video games when you stop bringing up Doctor Who. How about that? Deal. All right, good. Now, you might be asking yourself, why in the heck is Paul picking Skyrim? Because if if you see Skyrim, if you look at a commercial for Skyrim, then you will be talking about, like, you know, this fantasy role-playing kind of a deal, spiely deal with dragons and nonsense and crap like that. And you're like, what the heck, Paul? This has nothing to do with robots or space, but it might have something to do with time travel. Ooh. <gasps> Tell us more. I know, right? Um, and you don't know this up front, so I'm giving a little bit of a spoiler. Not too much, but a little bit. Basically, as you start off as your character... Dragons have just started to show up again after not having been seen for many uh, millennia. Like, it's been, I think, definitely hundreds, if not thousands of years since anyone has ever seen a dragon. And now all of a sudden, dragons are showing up and everyone's starting to get nervous. You come to find out that the reason that they're just showing up now is because the previous, you know, the last time when people were around and the dragons were around... They found the only possible solution to getting rid of their problem was to was to essentially find out the stuff, find out all this magical type stuff that is used to make the world, and use that to force the dragon into the future, Ooh. or wherever. They didn't know, like they didn't know where in time this dragon would end up. They just knew that they assumed that it would be lost in time forever. In other words, not in, ever end up in one particular point. But lucky us, it happened to be the point we were at at, the time, at right where the game started. So basically, you come to find that out, and you have to basically deal with the problem that the previous, you know, the people thousands of years ago didn't have to. <laughs> I know, I know, humans, we That's, are dicks. I know. Wow, it's not very nice. I know it's 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 typical. Every time this happens, you know, uh, throw your garbage into the into the hole in the earth and let our future <laughs> generation solve the problem. It's the same th- situation here. It is indeed, sir. But no, I don't know if you've seen Skyrim, but it's like a first. You're it's from a first person perspective. At least you, you. That's how most of it's played, and you can choose to be whatever. You can choose to be a warrior type or a you know a magical caster type. Or a thief type, or whatever. 
and that's kind of its bread and butter is like it's you have this giant open world in which you can do stuff and then you just do whatever stuff you want to do so yeah that is my pick I like your pick um, I, I, I don't believe you but hey I used to be an adventurer like you and I took an arrow in the knee see I know about Skyrim <laughs> come on you did indeed and what's funny about that is like it, like that wasn't intended to be a joke it's just one of those things that stuck and has now been in popular culture <laughs> and isn't that isn't it like uh in a bunch of different like a bunch of different people say it throughout the game not just one person yeah it's i think it's one it's on the group of audio clips that guards can say okay and so <laughs> like every so often you'll hear a guard say that that's no, awesome. it was a big meme for a while. It was uh-huh. really popular. I well, this came a, a few years, I think. No, is it one year or two years? It's two well, e- whatever. It's a couple years. Ago. A couple years. Two years ago. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, thanks, thanks, Paul. Great pick. Um, Thank you. If I was a video game player, I would definitely be into Skyrim. <laughs> I've I've watched people play it. I've 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 watched the gameplay. It's good. All right. So uh, my pick is a pick that uh, Brad had on the Alien Invasion podcast when the movie hit theaters. But I watched it recently on In Demand, On Demand, on um, Google Play, I think. Yeah, because I, str- I, I think I streamed it from... Yeah, because uh, um, Stephanie and I watched it last, last Friday night together. Not really together. She's in Canada. I'm here. But we watched it at the same time. And it is Oblivion. And I was pleasantly surprised this is a really good movie have you guys seen oblivion oh, yeah. i've not i've been wanting mr. to but i've heard it's good this is the mr tom cruise joint yeah and it's really uh, good it's i mean i was like i was sh- i had heard it was okay i was i yeah i was shocked at how good it was like it, it's got some really good sci-fi concepts like some really deep like stuff that you didn't see coming like some twists at the end and some mm-hmm. like deep science fiction concepts, huh. amazing okay. like visuals. The visuals are amazing in this movie, and there's a lot of stuff that you didn't see coming. You know, huh? Um, I liked it a lot. Um, it's basically about Tom Cruise. He's part of this mop-up operation on planet Earth after it's been decimated by the aliens that the humans fought and won. They beat them. But there's nothing left on the Earth, so they're basically packing up all the humans, and they're going to, I believe, uh, Saturn's moon, um, Titan, I think. I oh, okay. So this is like an evac operation. They're just trying to get people off the planet. Well, they're, they, the people have been off the planet for a while. Um, what they're doing is they're they've got these big machines, and they're sucking up like the the salt water, and they're using mm-hmm. that for like fuel for spaceships or something so they're basically tom cruise and his partner are basically on earth guarding these guarding these plants these these big operations against these um um there's like aliens left on the planet surface so they get attacked once in a while and they've got drones and they have to maintain the drones and uh the drones are basically robots yeah, so that's that's why Sweet. I chose this as a as a pick. Um, I was again, I was pleasantly surprised. I I it didn't do well at the theater at all. I think it bombed pretty much. But Aww. you shouldn't look at that and go, I shouldn't watch it. It's a it's a really I, good movie. I kind of feel like that's what happened with me. I had heard that it was like middling, and it, somehow it got out that it was middling, and as a result, it just kind of fizzled out in the theater yeah it doesn't take that i think the marketing wasn't done quite right because one complaint that i heard from people was that it was not like a fast-paced movie wasn't like an action movie or anything hardcore like there was some action but it was slower than people expected yeah and so i think they were kind of disappointed at that and so then like it just kind of went to crap but I know Brad really liked it when he saw it. Yeah, it's. Um, oh, what's his name is in it? I can't pronounce his name, but it's. Uh, he's a Lannister on Game of Thrones. Nicolaj Coster Weldu. 
Oh. That's the best pronunciation I can do. It's uh, it's Jamie Lannister. Okay. He's the actor who plays Jamie Lannister. I'm trying to think which guy that was. I think it's because oh, okay. Um I don't I can't really say it because it would spoil the movie oh, if you haven't sorry. seen it. Okay. But he, <laughs> I just saw his name in the credits. There's very few characters in this film. There's basically Tom Cruise, the woman that he's with on the surface, and then the woman that's in orbit. They're kinda like she's kinda like their boss. And then there's some flashbacks to before the war or whatever. And okay. I think the, in the flashbacks, that's he's one of the characters. So Cool. I give it two enthusiastic thumbs up. So if you're looking for a movie to watch soon, I suggest Oblivion. And we will have um, a link on the store link <laughs> on the store section of the website at galacticnetcast.com. Just click on picks and uh, purchase it through uh, Amazon and it help us help support this network financially. I will check that out. We'll have Skyrim on there and we'll maybe have Anessa's pick, but probably not because it's a short story, right? Oh, yeah, we can have this as a pick on the picks page. All right, Anessa. I read it for free, but if they want to <laughs> buy the book that it came in, they're more than welcome to. All right, what is it? <laughs> what, what's your pick? Uh, my pick is Ancient Engines by Michael's Swanwick, Swanwick. Um, this is a really short story. It's about like eight or nine pages long, and it um, you can find it in the book called Tales of Old Earth. Um, and it's a collection of short stories. I think primarily by this author, Michael Swanwick. And this story was actually nominated for a Hugo Award in 2000, and it won um, an Asimov in that same year as well. And basically the the story, and I'll try not to give too much away because it is a short story, but there's a society where there are robots and they're called mechs. And apparently they look like humans. They're humanoids in appearance. And it takes place at a bar and there's a, a mech that's injecting himself with I forget what, but it's to help, I guess, like the skin or whatever, stay looking young and whatnot. Collagen, maybe. <laughs> Botox injections. I don't know. Um, and so he's there at the bar just kind of chilling, and there's like this drunk guy that starts talking crap to him and goes to attack this mech, and the mech grabs the guy and basically puts his arms and hands behind him and uh, with he holds on with one hand, and then the other hand, he's, like, choking the guy. And he's like, I'm going to ask you nicely to, like, leave. And so he lets the guy go and kind of shoves him, and the guy, like, runs out the door. And at some point during this confrontation, the robot made a statement that he wanted to live forever. And another gentleman in the bar, like an older gentleman with his granddaughter, which sounds like she was probably in her 20s, maybe. She was there with him, and the old man was like, before the mech, it was, because the mech decided to go ahead and pack up and leave. And before the mech made it out, the old man was like, hey, I want to talk to you about what you said about living forever. And so they basically have this conversation about living forever like how like because you know humans of course are mortal they can't live forever so with the robot how would it be possible for the robot to live forever because much like humans eventually their parts are going to wear out and that's basically the conversation and it's actually pretty interesting there's a couple of points that the guy makes um to the mech about living forever but I recommend giving it a read. It's, like I said, about eight or nine pages long, so it's not very long, and I don't want to give away the conversation. <laughs> yeah, there's not a whole lot you can you say be, to not yeah, spoil like, it. There's not a whole lot I can say before I spoil the yeah. book. But it's it's actually pretty interesting. Um, I liked it. It It's a quick read, so if you only have a few minutes to kill before you go to work or catch the bus... I recommend giving it a read. You can find it online um, for free. I think it's a readanybooks.net, and then there's 
a few slashes or whatever, or you can just do a Google search for ancient engines and then read anybooks.net. Um, and as mentioned earlier, it's part of a collection on um, Tales of Old Earth. So you can find that on Amazon. I think you can buy it used for like a couple bucks. Okay. So. Excellent. All right. Yeah. Thanks, guys. All great picks. Yay. Before we get out of here, and we have to ask the question of the week. Before we do that, though, uh, don't forget you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Google+. Also, uh, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. You can uh, do that on iTunes or through Stitcher, one of our sponsors of the show, or just uh, Google Galactic Netcast, and you'll find us. And on iTunes, please give us a favorable review and five stars. That would be super-duper awesome of you, and we'd love you forever. All right. Are you guys ready for the question of the week? Yes, sir. All right. Sure. Okay, so here it is. Uh, if you could become a time traveler like Sam Beckett on Quantum Leap, what person, or or if you could tr- if you could time travel like Sam Beckett on Quantum Leap, what person would you like to jump into that's been alive during your lifetime? You know how he that was how he time traveled. He would jump into other people's bodies as long as they were alive during his timeline during his time uh-huh. period. So, what person would you like to jump into? Who are you asking? <laughs> Either of you can answer. I'll do it. Oh, boy. Oh, I have to say that. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I don't know. I, I don't know what possessed me to say this. I think I'd want to be like Reagan during his presidency. I don't know why. Like, that isn't a political statement at all. Like, it's not like I envy Reagan or want to be him. <laughs> I just kind of feel like the 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 that guy it was an interesting cat and i'm kind of curious about how people would react around me (laughs) plus you get all those uh jelly beans to eat i know (laughs) jelly bellies man that's great i'll get to you know fight russians in the cold war not make it a cold war anymore make it a hot war it would be a great experience (laughs) that would be an awesome experience just think of all those secrets that you would learn you know all you know where all the bodies are buried (laughs) <laughs> I get to pardon myself after I'm done. It'll be great. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Anessa, what's your answer? Oh, my. Um, I don't know if there's like a specific person per se, but I would like to jump into the body of one of the people that had a hand in the production of The Lord of the Rings just so I could experience <laughs> New Zealand. <laughs> what? Isn't that weird? So no, no historical person, no famous person, just a person no. that was on the production team of Lord of the Rings. Yes, you be, pretty much. What's his name? You I mean, be, I, I guess I could be one of the famous people. I could be. Uh, you want to be Peter Jackson, basically? <laughs> yes. Um, well, I mean, I, I guess I could be like. Liv Tyler. Uh, Sean Astin. Oh, Liv Tyler. <laughs> Liv Tyler. I could be Liv Tyler, but. She didn't really seem to get out much in the story, and I want to be like running, jumping, climbing things. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Okay. You want to be like Aragorn? Like I said, I want to actually experience um, New Zealand. That's the whole point. Okay. All right. So, no, I wouldn't want to jump into like a historical person, uh, historical figure's body um, or anything. Or I guess too horribly famous. I don't need fame. I just want to experience the landscape. <laughs> okay. That and I think it would have been like a really interesting process to see them actually packing things up and going to remote locations and trying to leave everything as is and just like the whole production schedule just seemed really intense and crazy and I think that would have been a really neat experience to go through. Seems like a really complicated way to uh just travel. <laughs> well, it well it it kind of is, but like I said, like the production aspect of okay, it, I yeah, think yeah. it would have been really yeah. neat to see and experience. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. So you're right. You're totally right. It's not just for the landscape, okay. but just all right. The plus, production plus thing you as well. you would be traveling back to the two thousand or <laughs> early two thousands, right? Uh, when did when? no? It'd be the nineties. Yeah, nineties. So you could relive the nineties all over again. <laughs> yeah, because I think it's like know. 
cranking up the ace of bass, you know. I don't have to go to the 90s to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you could see them. You could see ace of bass when they were still. Uh, That's true. Unless they happen to be randomly around still. I have no idea. Okay. (laughs) Random tour. Like, hey, we're going to perform at this rinky dink club. I wonder if that guy. No, I was thinking Aqua. I was going to go. I wonder if that guy has that weird. (laughs) Has that weird hair still? Come on, Barbie. Let's, let's go, go party. party. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 yeah. I honestly, I honestly don't have an answer. Um, because I want to go. I want to do like some serious time traveling. Like I want to go. Way like b- I would prefer to go if I went back farther in time, like beyond thirty-two years. Then I would probably pick someone from the like twenties and thirties just to experience like the musical culture then. So maybe Billie Holiday before she got into heroin. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. I want to be, I want to be a, uh, a guy, not a concert goer, but a guy that works at Woodstock, like a, like one of the stage hands, the guy, or you know, even better, the announcer, because that's what I do already. The announcer <laughs> at Woodstock. Yeah. The guy that says, don't eat the yellow acid. Right? <laughs> I have no idea. Okay. There was a guy that said, don't eat the yellow acid or whatever color it was. The brown. <laughs> I think it was brown, actually. Because it was like giving people bad trips. Uh, uh, that makes I don't sense. know that much history about it. <laughs> or Tommy Dorsey, because then I could play trombone again. That would be awesome. Okay. And I'd be badass at it, too. <laughs> it's too bad. Was there ever an episode um, in Quantum Leap where Sam jumped out of his uh, his own timeline? I think there was. I forget how he did it, too. If he did, I don't remember. Huh, I'll have to look into that. I don't remember either. Uh, Quantum Leap's a great show. Really good show. I didn't like the way it ended. Yeah, it was kind of weird. I don't think I ever saw the way it ended. You know, it was really abstract, and it was kind of like it was kind of depressing, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, shows never, shows hardly ever get the last episode right. You know, there's been very few that have gotten the last episode right. It's difficult. Yeah. Yeah. At least the shows that know that they were in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's true. All right, so. that's going to do it for uh, this episode of Time Traveling Robots in Space. One more time with the voicemail number, 805-328-3966, or email us, galacticnetcasts at gmail.com. That's going to do it, as we always do. Final thoughts, and NASA goes first. Final thought? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you know this is coming every week but I you know never I know that it's coming every week and I never have an answer <laughs> but have either of you guys seen well I know you haven't Dave but Paul did you ever get around to seeing The World's End oh no I'm watching it this weekend okay because I've been wanting to talk about it but okay. nobody's seen it I think <laughs> I lo- I've heard it's fantastic and I love so. Hot Fuzz and Shaun of the Dead so I'm definitely looking forward to it I'm going to see it this weekend too, so we will talk about it on the next episode of Time Traveling Robots in Space. Good. Right. <laughs> and I, I actually thought about using it as my pick for either of the shows tonight, because really it applies to both one or the other. Um, but then I was like, well, I can't really talk too much about it because people haven't seen it yet, and then there's not really much conversation going because people haven't seen it yet. Yeah. So I'm like, if you guys see it, you could totally talk about it. <laughs> Okay, we'll we'll do that for next week. Definitely. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Watch the movie so we can talk about it. That's my final thought. All right. <laughs> um I wanted to throw something in real quick. I just saw a this I don't usually do final thoughts, but I thought I'd do it this week. I saw um an email I got today from iTunes. If you're a Star Trek fan, there's a great deal on the first 11 movies. You can get all 11 of them on iTunes as a download for like 50 bucks. All high definition. Oh, nice. And nice. you can get, you can order um, Into Darkness right now, and you get the first, the 2009 and Into Darkness for like 25 bucks. So you can get also all excellent. all the Star Trek movies for like 75 dollars through iTunes if you re- if you really wanted to. 
It's a good deal. That's awesome. Yeah. All right, that's my final thought. Paul, what's yours? Be excellent to each other. Is that it? Has there ever been anything more? Okay. Just check. You get mad if he does anything else. I won't. I won't get mad. <laughs> Dave is mellowing. Yes. I guess so. Yes. A relationship will do that. All right. If that's it, uh, we'll talk to you guys next week and we'll talk about. The world's end. The world's end. Ends? End. End. The world's end. The world's end. end. It's a bar. Okay. Yeah, I know. I know. It's not split ends. It's not the world's. I got split ends. It's the world's split ends. Okay. All right. (laughs) You got it. You nailed it, buddy. The world needs a haircut. All right. We'll talk to you guys next week. All right. See you then. Leave your hailing frequencies open and scanners on full because another Galactic Netcast will be approaching your coordinates soon. For more information, go to galacticnetcasts.com.